All right, welcome back to another episode of uh, Maybe Next, Next Time. I'm your host, William Blue, with my co-host, Simon McCormack. Nets Nation, we're cratering again. <laughs> Simon, 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 always... Mr. Cynical. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Simon, before we get started, oh, uh, welcome, listeners, to another uh, installment of our weekly Nets podcast. Yeah. Coming to you live Saturday, February 23rd at 4.59 in the p.m. Simon, before we delve deep into our beloved Brooklyn Nets, I had a question for you. Okay. An anonymous person <laughs> texted me earlier today. I want to to I want him or her to remain anonymous sure, sure. so that the blowback doesn't get too too heated. Uh-huh. Uh, he or she wrote, "When you see Simon today, will you please try to talk him out of pur- purchasing a kazoo?" <laughs> a Kazoo. <laughs> um, quick question. Uh-huh. He will stop whining soon. Okay. Uh, he'll get into the ear, I promise you. Um, what is going on? Oh, well, first of all, I just want to be clear. I'm looking for a high-end kazoo. <laughs> okay. I uh, didn't know such a thing existed. I don't know if it does, honestly. Okay. But but I, 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 I don't want, you know, one of the cheaper ones. It's got to be a high craftsmanship uh Versatile and uh, and durable. Um, I I just feel like it's a um, it, it's time. I, I loved them as a kid, and I, I I I always thought of myself as an above average kazoo player. Yeah, no doubt. You and had that natural rhythm. Yes, yes, Bill. That's what I was telling Hillary. I, yeah, that great natural <laughs> rhythm. I didn't know the rhythm kazoo. was an instrumental. Uh, part of having a kazoo. Like, I didn't know that that was a particularly rhythmic... Yeah, well, I sort of think of it as as sort of like a tone, a, a like trumpet that you can't control the tone of. Okay. But still a very sort of, like, rhythmic horn. <laughs> <laughs> um... I hesitate to ask follow-ups, but oh, to what, to what, well, yeah, yeah, I know you're eager to have them. Uh, to what end would you rhythmically get this kazoo going? Oh, I don't know. I, I give performances to Hillary, which she has said yeah, she's not interested in. Right. Or the anonymous person <laughs> has told me. Um, and, you know, just to play around the house. Just to play a kazoo around your home casually. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> The same um, way one might play a trumpet. You, do or... you see how, how say, um, someone who isn't playing the kazoo might find the threat of living with someone playing a kazoo casually around the house could be could could be perceived as somewhat irritating? Yeah, but I, I yes, but but I, not I, someone I, endowed with the natural rhythm that you are. exactly. I I I think that those people are thinking of it as like a kid who's just like making noise and using it as like a general noisemaker or, uh-huh. or like one of those. I forget what those are called, but you know the the party favorite things where you like blow it out, the roll it rolls out and it goes uh-huh. like. Vroom. Yes, a kazoo with something at the end of it. Right. Yeah, that is basically. Yes, what, that what is. it is. Yes. No, yes. no. Okay, but these kids, I'm telling you. In my hands, a kazoo uh-huh. 
is is like I, I don't know uh, like Johann when, Sebastian Bach. When was the last time you had a kazoo? I was in very your hands. Young. I yeah, was I would kid. imagine a very long time ago. Also, if you if you move to Sleepy Hollow, right, <laughs> and you show up, and not only are you childless, right, so people are already somewhat perplexed as to why yeah. you moved and to a Sleepy is New Parent um, suburb, uh-huh. uh, and you say no, of course. I don't have a child, but if your child would like to get kazoo lessons from me, oh, yeah. uh, I'm happy to show them some of my rhythmic kazoo play. <laughs> How do you think that's flying in in Sleepy, Sleepy, Sleepy Hollow? Hollow? I.e. I think that would get me a visit from the local sheriff. <laughs> and rightfully so, folks. You can never be too careful out there. Uh, right. Um, all right. So <coughs> how do you think this is going to play out? Who's who's winning the the battle, the battle for the kazoo? Well, Hillary has already said it. she, you know, reluctantly would allow it into her home. I think she's counting on it sort of being like a drum set right, thing going or the like way the, of the set. Penny Hardaway the shoes or the yeah. Many of my my dalliances both past and reasonably uh, present. I mean <clears throat> Like, part of the thrill of getting a drum set, though, is like, hey, you know, maybe then it will launch me to being in a band, which is an inherently cool thing. <laughs> like, a kazoo is a child party favor uh, <laughs> and not an instrument in a the sense of, you know, put it alongside actual instruments right. and together they form a unit called right. a, a cool band. Mm-hmm. Um what is the upside other than your fiance grudgingly allowing you to get one in the home? Well, can I tell you? So maybe this will help explain that. Um, I Yesterday I was like getting ready and I was just in the bathroom and I was like basically treating myself in my mind to a kazoo concert. <laughs> and it got me so excited. I was like dancing around and like... You know, it, it was just, it was a freeing liberty. As you know, I've been under the weather for yeah, quite some time. Yeah, I was going to say, how many, what day of a <laughs> fever was this for you? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much of that is, is me sort of right. were in you, a new headspace or something. Were you robo-tripping? <laughs> no, I, I wasn't on... Were you fussing with the tussing? <laughs> Did you make that up? No, I think they, those guys said that all the time. Oh, that's good. I don't remember. Yeah, but yeah. I think so. Okay. That doesn't feel like an OG statement. Mm. All right. So anyway, you might get a kazoo. <laughs> um, Thank I you for would, I would humbly request that it stay on <laughs> in your home. And uh, they're they're a highly portable thing, which is why they're fun as a gift <laughs> in a little baggie for a child. But. Uh, <laughs> But please, please, let, I mean, although we have spent so much of this podcast discussing a kazoo that you might have to give a small performance if you ever do get a kazoo. Thanks, Bill. All right. On a show. All right. So this week, folks, we are going to start the show off with a betting segment. Simon, dear Simon of kazoo fame, <laughs> uh, lost a bet. As many of you will no doubt remember at the beginning of the season, we had a bet on how many games the Nets would win. If they won 28 or more, I would get a six-pack. If they won 28 or fewer, Simon would. The Nets, as I hope you're aware if you're listening, have won 30 games this season. Simon has paid his bet. He has brought me one of the... 
coolest packs of Dos Equis yeah. uh, imaginable, which I am enjoying right now. Thank you, Simon. You're welcome. Um, but it got us thinking, what other bets can we place before the end of this season? So what we're going to do is we're going to go through a few different bets. Each bet, unless otherwise stated, um, will be for a beer. Uh-huh. And I was thinking that the winner could select uh, a beer of his choice at... Um, Covenhoven. We could go to the fridge <coughs> oh, over God. there. Okay. And and procure some fancy beers for ourselves. Goody. Yeah, I know you're thrilled about that. <laughs> uh, but we can choose yours out of the bodega, Great. and they can be uh, various um, Rita flavors. <laughs> right. Ooh, very nice. Very yeah. nice. Maybe a Four loco. Okay, so... I will go first with the first um, bet of... But before we start, I'm really sorry yeah, no, to no, break no your... So, so I have to admit, I had... I guess I didn't read your email carefully, but so, a couple of my bets are not related to, like, between now and the end of the season. They're free agent-based. Oh, that's fine. Is that okay? Yeah, okay. it doesn't have to be this okay. season. It okay. can be any time. No, I said any time. Uh, okay. But I, I, mine are all about the season. Okay. Okay. My first one is regarding one of the, if not the, most white-hot Brooklyn Net, Alan Crabb. Oh, Okay. Uh, since coming back from injury, Alan Crabb has shot over 48% from three. Um, bringing his overall three-point percentage for the season up past 40%. He's shooting 40.4 on the year. Yeah. This man who has endured countless uh, insults. Mm-hmm. From both of us uh-huh. throughout the season is now shooting over forty percent, which, were it sustained over a longer period of time, and he, had he not been injured for the majority of the season, <laughs> would be an impressive statistic. Arguably, not one warranting the massive contract that he has, but nonetheless, you're still getting something for it. So, Alan Crabb, white hot, shooting a little over forty percent. Our first bet is a simple over under bet. Simon, are you taking over under on Alan Crabb finishing the season above 40%? You know what? I'm feeling adventurous, Bill. Yeah. I'm going to say over. Simon takes the over on that. All right. So my bet then is going to be that he is going to fall apart, as is his want, suffer some sort of, you know, mental strain and no longer... There's no doubt where the smart money is. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think. I mean, he has finished. He finished that season in Portland over forty percent. The whole idea of him is that he's over forty percent. Seventy percent of his of his scoring comes from the three point mm-hmm. line, uh, compared to like Joe Harris, who is often thought as a three point specialist, where fifty percent of his scoring comes from the, from three point. So Alan Crabb is a one trick pony, unlike. <coughs> Um, anyone else on the team. If he's not good from three, he's not good. Uh, we need him to be shooting this hot. I mean, it hasn't helped all that much uh, since we've been god-awful lately, which we'll get into later. Yeah. Um, but uh, I hope you win this one. But yeah. I, I'm not... I'm not unhappy with the position I'm in here. Sure. My only hope, Bill, is that now that he's, like, pretty firmly ensconced as a reserve, Uh his, like, pressure in his mind is, like, off a bit. Agreed. All right. What's your first bet? My first bet, Bill, is uh, 
a, a, a topic I actually uh, t- tweeted uh, about a bit today uh, with our with our friend in front of the show, Steve Lichtenstein. Oh, you were wow. Yeah, he was he was responsive and thoughtful as always. Um, and uh, this was sort of tangential to what we were tweeting about, but but um, we mentioned Ed Davis, and he said he thinks that the Nets like him enough. I don't think this is based on any, you know, insider info, but just from, you know, the, the way the coaches have talked about him publicly, uh-huh. uh, that they'll try to bring him back. Okay. What do you think? Do you think that the that Ed Davis will be in a Nets uniform uh, next year? Poof. Um, no. Mm. I don't. Okay. <clears throat> so is that that's going to be our bet? You're yes. going to take the yes? Okay. Yeah. Um. So uh, the reason I don't think he is is because he took a bit of a discount this year at mm-hmm. $4 million a year to try to look for a better contract next season. And I think he's more than earned it. Um, the Nets are rightly impressed with him. But he is 29 years old. I'm pretty sure he will look for the longest contract he can get um, just to lock in as much time as he can in the league because after that, the next one, I doubt he has much left. Um, And I would imagine it's going to be at something closer to $10 a year, Mm -hmm. which I think is probably going to be too high for the Nets to want to to commit long term to Ed Davis. Okay. Um, what do you think? Well, that could be. <coughs> I, 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 the, the the short answer is I I really have no idea. Um, I I don't really have a good feel for this at all. But my hope is that the that Ed Davis. I agree with you that he's he's looking long term. I think that makes total sense. Um, my hope is that rather than what you're looking at, what I would imagine you're talking about is more like a thirty million deal that For he like three years. three years that he's talking more like six million for three years, like an eighteen million dollar deal. You're locking in eighteen million, which is about half of what his total career earnings is. Uh-huh. Like he's chronically underpaid. Yeah. Um, so it, it, again, fingers crossed. Ho- hopefully, he views that he would view that as like good. And I I don't know. I mean. I, to me, maybe maybe you would fear a three-year deal with with Ed Davis with the Nets. I, I just feel like it, at a six million dollar number, especially as the cap keeps going up and up over the years, like that's a almost nothing figure, and it's a figure that's so low that you could move if you if you needed to. Yeah, and I don't know what that would do in terms of trying to sign a free agent, right, trying to sign really. D'Angelo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know that they're not. They're probably not going to prioritize that contract, and I think someone could swoop in before we would have time to do mm-hmm. it since he is an unrestricted free agent. Uh-huh. But, I, I mean, I'd love him. I'd love him to be on the team, mm-hmm. and it actually leads perfectly into my next one. Okay. Uh, rebounds, rebounds, rebounds. Ed Davis and Jared Allen are now averaging 8.6 and 8.7 rebounds a game, respectively. So Jared is averaging one point uh, one mm-hmm. rebound more a game. So virtually identical. Who do you think ends up averaging more rebounds a game this season? Ed Davis or Jared Allen? Huh. I'm gonna say Jared Allen. Okay. Uh, so 
you want to give any reasoning for that, or I, I could give I, a counter reasoning for that yeah, for my position. Perhaps. My my reason is just that he'll he'll get more playing time. All right. Well, um, after last game, <laughs> that was a brutal game. Yeah, we knew it was going to be bad with just Nurkic. I don't think either of us had had put together that Cantor was yeah. looming in the background of the yeah. of the Trailblazers game. Uh-huh. Uh, he was. Yeah. And as anyone with even a cursory knowledge of the Nets knows, <laughs> yeah. Enos Cantor can destroy uh, Jared Allen. Yeah. Uh, any net. And the we, nets, we have, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just is really, really good against us. Jared Allen looked as weak and feckless as he ever has this mm-hmm. season, completely impotent to stop the onslaught of size that the Blazers brought. Yes. Now, all teams definitely in the new modern NBA do not have a Cantor and a Nurkic, uh-huh. and Jared's development is... Obviously, a priority for the team. Uh-huh. So, in that sense, I think you've got a pretty good bet there. Uh-huh. But games like that and our need to make the playoffs, Kenny is going to have to think about playing Jarrett less time um, towards the end of the season if we want, if we, if we play a lot more teams that have bodies that big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because Jarrett is is still proven he cannot I mean he had he put up a double double. Yeah, he had eleven yeah. rebounds. Yeah. But those two guys each had like a combined thirty five rebounds, yeah. I think. And like a combined forty plus points. Mm-hmm. Um they were just unstoppable. And, and Aminu also had like a number of rebounds. Aminu did as well. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so uh, you know, I, I could see, you know, things like that working against Jarrett getting the time and, and starting to lean more heavily on Ed Davis. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, with Ed Davis, you lose a lot of things, too. You lose scoring and the pick and roll and yeah. the blocking. He's not a good blocker, yeah. a good rim protector. Anyway, all right, you'll take Jarrett on that one. What's your next one? Okay, my next one is... Um, uh, oh... Um, and I apologize if this is also yours. This is a pretty obvious one. But will the Nets make the playoffs at any seed? <laughs> um, yes, that was definitely mine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. That was definitely one of mine. But uh, I wanted to talk about some things around this. Okay. Um, and then, then I, I will make my bet. Okay. So... Nets, as as we both know, as your uh, intro suggested, have not been good lately. Uh-huh. Um, our offensive rating has dropped uh, from January to February by five points. Our def- we're giving up six more points a game. Our net rating has gone from a positive three point four, I think, three point seven last month, to negative seven. So we are we are. Losing by seven points a game, basically. Yeah. Um, and it has <coughs> it's been it's been tough to watch. It's definitely the worst we've played all season. Even during our eight game stretch where we lost where we lost sorry our 
our eight-game losing streak, uh-huh. we weren't this bad. Uh, we had a much better net rating during that. We right. were playing close games. Right. We were just losing them. Now we're just getting beaten. Yeah. Um, and then eking them out against teams like Cleveland, who have nothing. Right. Um, our field goal percentage, uh, both our effective field goal percentage and our true shooting, is down 3% mm. this month. Maybe it's a cold, a cold spell. Uh-huh. Like... We were real. Like, if had we shot league average or even five percent below league average against the Blazers, it would have been a really close game. We just shot so abominably from three that uh, we had no chance in that game. Mm-hmm. So it's tough to say. <laughs> Obviously, it, it would be great if it were easy to say yes. We're going to make the playoffs. No, we're not going to make the playoffs. I am going to say. Um, and I want to talk about the schedule coming up next uh, this next week because yeah, the yeah. next five games, I think, uh, like Very the next time that we talk next mm-hmm. Saturday, we will have an infinitely clearer picture of what's going on. So yeah. I want to I want to discuss that more later. But for the sake of this bet, um, I'm going to say the Nets are going to make the playoffs. You comfortable okay. with taking them? Not a hundred percent. Yes. Do you do you actively think that we are not? Yeah. Like I do. that's actually what you. I believe? do feel that way. Yeah. Um. Anything like? Do you think that the stuff that we're seeing, like these trends of, I mean, these are these are worse, these are worse net ratings, offensive defense, but like season, all season, these are the worst that we're putting up. January when weren't very good. Uh, sorry, not January. Um, October, November, much better than we we were now. Right. Um, yeah. No. Uh, one one number I'll, I'll also mention is uh, we're we've lost seven of ten. Um, Yes, and uh, here here's another thing. I'll, I'll, I, w- I will get one of my scintillating uh, stats out of the way. Um, here is uh, the D'Angelo Russell Karis Levert pairing that has to work. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we just have to keep trying with that. Yes, um, for obvious reasons, um, is not good right now. There are minus three point five. Um, together in the in the last four games, Eesh. it is having a terrible impact on D'Angelo's game. In the last four games, he's shooting thirty nine percent overall, twenty six percent from three. Um, oh boy! Yeah, so it's that's another you know kink in this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I could see it definitely going. <laughs> we're we're not in anywhere near the clear <laughs> yet. We have one point. We're one point five games up. On Detroit, one game up on the Hornets, uh-huh. 2.5 on the Heat, and 3 on the Magic. So yeah. uh, very much too close to call. Yikes. Yikes. But we will discuss all of that and more very soon. Yeah. Um, minutes. Minutes. Okay. Minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, I wanted to do I, – I, I didn't know where I was going to go with this one. I thought it was going to be between different people. But anyway, what ended up happening, I think, was more interesting, what I saw. So, Jared Dudley Mm -hmm. is back. Yep. He is averaging, this season, 21.6 minutes per game. Okay. While, uh, sorry, I I wanted to say elder statesman Jared Dudley. (laughs) While rising star and fan favorite, Rodion Kurutz, Mm -hmm. is averaging 20.9 Okay. So 0.7 minutes fewer. Uh-huh. Uh, as you are no doubt aware, <laughs> Kurutz 
was benched against the uh, Blazers. Yeah. Didn't play a single minute, was healthy, was a uh, DNP CD. Uh-huh. I I personally felt like Kudut's could have used some run out there. We can talk about sure, that sure. if you'd like. But I would like to know whether you think by the end of the season – uh, Dudley or Kurtz is going to average more minutes. They basically average the same now. Who do you think is going to get hmm. more run finishing this season out, uh, Kurtz or Dudley? I honestly think it will be Dudley, um, partially because of Atkinson's um, stretch four addiction that you've t- you've talked about quite a bit, uh, and di- and initially diagnosed. Um, <laughs> I also though think that. Kenny, especially down the stretch, will be veteran. Just like you're talking with Ed Davis, he'll, yeah. he'll be veteran heavy. Damari uh-huh. uh, and Dudley and Davis mm-hmm. will get more. I think there's a g- good argument to be made that that Kenny will put them in more. Yeah, I'm I'm very worried about that. Uh, I feel like against the Blazers, the second unit vastly outperformed the first unit. Uh-huh. Um. And I wouldn't put that on Dudley's shoulders by any means. No, the um, that string was, of zeros. Right. That was that was Ed Davis and Shabazz Napier's revenge game. But one thing we needed throughout the game was some energy. Yeah. <laughs> and that is exactly what Kudutz provides. He gets yeah. weird rebounds. He's gets into all sorts of bizarre defensive situations where he gets steals that he shouldn't be getting. Uh He's just like this total wild card that has provided a huge bump to the Nets. His shooting went down the toilet before the All-Star game, admittedly, but um, I think it's way too soon to write him out of the lineup. We were the most successful we have been in Kenny's entire tenure here with Rody on the court this yes, season. Yes, 18-11. Right. He's, it, we've just been We're a better starting. team with him as a starter. Yeah. Um, and now for him to be totally relegated to, you know, the bench, whereas Dudley immediately gets back from injury and begins to play again, though not much. Yeah. Um, mercifully. I just think is a, an ominous sign. I think I think we're giving up too early on that one, but I think that you're probably right. Kenny is going to go with veterans. He can trust. I don't think he trusts Kudrits at all, and nor should he. Kudrits is a, a spark plug. <laughs> that, uh, yes. he is a, he, yeah, he's he's a rat on a wheel, and I mean, or whatever. I don't know what the right analogy is, but he he is yes, he just runs around with a reckless abandon. Yes, a chicken with his head cut mm. off. Um, yeah. All right. Do you have any more bets? Yes. That's, one last uh, one. Great. Good. This will be our final one. I don't have any more either. Okay. Great. So, so one last one. Um, uh, that, um, a- as you know, but this may be new to uh, maybe next time listeners. Uh, I have become recently infatuated with uh, Julius Randle as a Nets target. Um, so I would like to propose a bet. Um, on whether you think Julius Randle will be signed by the Nets, and because it is, you know, that's that's the odds of any one person signing is lower than them not signing. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give two to one odds. Uh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh, I thought that was generous. Two beers? That's not that. 
good. Uh, oh, okay. I mean, well, uh, well, the truth is, I want to take the the. You want two beers? The Randall, yeah. The, the, okay, I'd happily do that. Okay, okay. Um, all right, so you're thinking Julius Randall's getting signed up. Why, as as a Nets fan, uh-huh. right? I don't know much about Julius Randle. I like him. I know he played with D'Lo. Uh, he's a big boy, puts up big numbers, um, doing pretty well in a miserable situation in New Orleans. Yes. Uh, was in a miserable situation in, in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Has had really bad luck organizationally in his career. Uh-huh. Um, and has put up good numbers, but has just not been in the right fit. I could be, I could be talked into it, but I want to know what you're seeing in him that's gotten you so excited. Oh, so it, it stems in part from me sort of starting to see uh, my numero uno uh, uh, pick... Uh, God, what's his name? Tobias Tobias Harris. Harris thank you. I'm, I've been ill for many weeks. <laughs> um, Tobias Harris slipping through our fingers and just seeing like someone who has a similar profile that we could we have a better chance of getting. So um, Julius Randle, as you mentioned, is a puts up gaudy points and rebounds. Number twenty points, um, nine rebounds. A uh, huge number of free throws a game, like six a game, uh-huh. almost seven a game. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah. And uh, is vastly, vastly improved in the three-point shooting. He Last year he shot something like 22%. This year he's at 35%, and he's shooting way more this year. Yeah, What? how many does he average a game? Um, good question. I do not have that, but um, I think it, it's to me it seems like enough that people will have to you know, respect it at least a bit. It's not, I don't think it's like six a game or anything. But so, what do you? What would you imagine that we would have to pay to get <laughs> to get a Julius? Because the price for Tobias, who is it, it better, I think, regarded as better, yes. is better player. Yeah. Yes, yeah. right now he's much older as well, though. Uh-huh. I think he's five years older, four or five years older. He's well, he's twenty seven now. Julius is twenty four. Oh, he's so, twenty four. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, he. Is shooting two three two point one threes a game at thirty five percent. That's not bad. Um, what would you? So the the price paid for even a taste of Tobias because <laughs> they're just like they're, they're, it's a very short term rental if he selects to yes, leave. Just a taste of him was massive. It was two first round picks and yes. um, yeah, I, that I mean. That's big. <laughs> yeah, it was two from Rosen picks and other stuff, and right? Yeah, I yeah, was, I don't but, remember the yeah. whole package, yeah. but it was quite a haul yeah. for the guy. And <laughs> they're going to have to pretty much max him out. Yeah. Um, you're not talking about Max and Randy out, are you? No, no. And and so that that's the sort of thing that is making me – because Maxing, even though I talked a big game about that early in the year, yeah. I, I, it is starting to worry me about who we max. about Tobias Harris being a max. Player. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so to I mean, look, I'll be the first to admit I don't really know what I'm talking about, but I would just think he's making nine million a year this year. He signed that contract under a bat in a bad year when there wasn't much money around, but. I do think that if you double that, or even say twenty million, uh-huh. like that's a, it's a big haul. If you sign like a three-year, four-year deal at you know twenty million, that's that's eighty million, sixty million, eighty million. That's a big contract, but it's nothing like 
the 140 whatever million for like a max player right. and and he's not he he's younger as you said so maybe by 27 he is like Tobias Harris yeah. p- potentially no I, I i'd be i think i'd be comfortable if we if we re-signed D'Angelo um and got Julius on a 4 year 20 million dollar a year thing I think I'd be totally fine with that. Okay, great. But we wouldn't, I mean, you know, we wouldn't be getting no, that anyone would else. be pretty much it, yeah. yeah. Maybe we could, maybe we'd have a little wiggle room for old Ed. Ed, exactly. Yeah. Uh, right. Though, yeah, I, I just don't think that we should invest too heavily in the center position. Um, we need to keep developing Jarrett and just get replacement level guys at that position. Yeah, I'm hoping for a big hulking monster though, too, in in the center. Just like, who's the guy who's... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, what's up? Who's the guy who's not Baines for... uh, Thice? Celtics. Yes, Thice. I don't know what... I think it's Thice, yeah. I don't know what his uh, status is, contract status is, but that guy has everything I want in a center. And extremely menacing. Even more menacing than Baines, who is, like, quite menacing. Um... You know, not not a very um, athletic, uh, uh, you know, pretty player, but a guy who, like, in the playoffs, I would imagine even gets some minutes just to brutalize like a team's in interior players. Um, so somebody like that, for example, I, I know. Again, as I said, I'm not saying like definitely that guy, but somebody like that. Tice is shooting 45% from three. Oh, my. That's interesting. On how many attempts do you know? 1.1. 1. 1. Okay. But, I mean, he gets 15 minutes a night. Yeah. This is his first year in the league. Hmm. He's a rookie. Oh, well, he's probably not. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, whatever. You, you get the point. He went undrafted, though, so they don't have him on a contract like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, I, I hear you. I mean, yeah, like getting on, like this year we could have bought out, uh, gotten like an Enos Cantor or something right. off, the, off the buyout. Right. Um, interesting that Frank Kaminsky is not actually available yeah. like we had presumed he Sorry, was. Sorry, folks. Yeah. Don't get your your factual news first from, <laughs> from maybe next time. Um, okay, so shall we transition then to I mean I'm I'm in on Julius Randle. You convinced me. Thanks, Bill. I I like him. I want him. <coughs> I need him. Uh, can we get to some stimulating stats? Because quite honestly, I could use a little stimulation right yeah. now. These are these are less stimulating and more depressing, but oh god, um, they are, are these things that you and Steve Lichtenstein came up with together? No, no. These basically, I've I've stolen most of these, most or all of these stats from a combination of the New York Post and uh, Brian Lewis and Steve Lichtenstein. But I did just want to mention a stat that mentioned by both. Um, of those people that I found qu- quite just so sad. So, last in the Portland game. Yeah. Bad, uh, bad game. Bad game, but nowhere more appallingly bad than at the four position. Fucking Rondé was Where unwatchable three, yes. in that game. Yeah. Jesus, he's bad. So, so he, he was bad, but the other two were also quite bad as well. Uh, the, the, <coughs> the, um, Triple pairing of uh, of um, Rondé. <laughs> 
It's Dudley so and Graham to hear it out loud. Yeah. How many threes did Graham miss in that four. game? Four. That's it? Yeah. Four. Oh, I thought he it was, was over four. Okay. I mean, those are the only shots he took. He took four off. He took four wide open threes. Wide missed open every threes. single one. Um, they were a combined one for ten. Uh-huh. Uh huh. With um, five rebounds, four of which were Rondé's <laughs> rebounds. Um, and they so for two points, two right. points out of three people in thirty nine minutes. Jesus. Thirty nine minutes of play. Uh, and so it, it's just like. Whew, God, Kaminsky, like a like a person from the stands. Like I just don't know how much worse you can imagine that being. And uh, you know, it's just yeah. Anyway, it's very very upsetting. Um, <coughs> and then the other stat I'll mention is um, sixty and forty nine, which were which is the number of rebounds Portland had and the number of rebounds the Nets had. Uh, including getting out, re- get offensive rebounds. It was, I believe, it was eighteen offensive rebounds for the Trailblazers, which got them twenty-two second chance points. Very hard to win a game when um, you give up those kind of numbers. So just, yeah, just wanted to mention those. Yeah, points. no, I've, I've, I actually want. I looked into the rebounding thing a little because I'd heard that Kenny was getting really upset about mm-hmm. the the defensive. Rebounding uh, regression. Uh-huh. Um, it's definitely lower than it was in December and January, mm-hmm. but it's not like catastrophic. Like it's st- it's higher than it was in October and November. Okay, interesting. Um, so it's a problem, especially in a game where you're so lopsidedly. Uh, I mean, those four. That is so absurd. That yeah. is so absurd that those guys combine for that. Like, it's an appalling line for an individual, let alone yes. three of them together. Yes, in unity. And Kuruts, <laughs> meanwhile, is just on the like he can be a four. Couldn't be worse than those three, right? Or I mean, like if that's the case, then Damari has to play four, or Kuruts has to play four. Like those three guys should not be getting run in that case. Yeah. Oi. <laughs> Um. All right. We should talk about this this next five uh, next week, the next five games. Okay. Because this will be, uh, I think, a season defining week. Whew, that is some. That is some bold. This is getting my blood pumping. Bill. <laughs> all right. So tonight we play the Hornets. We play the Hornets. The team. In seventh place in the East, directly behind us, one game back from us. They can even it up tonight with a W, or we can leap ahead by another game. And we play them again next Friday. So Mm -hmm. we play them twice this week. Obviously, those are two must-win games. Yeah. Um, On Monday night, we play the Spurs, who are going to be coming off a back-to-back. They will have played the Knicks tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. They play us on Monday night. The Spurs are imminently beatable. Yeah, that said, we n- haven't beaten them in like 19 seasons. I was just going to say, <laughs> it is about damn time that right. we prove that they're beatable. But yeah. Since you and I have been Nets fans, they have never no, beaten they've the Spurs. Never, no, I know. I know. So the Spurs uh, are definitely beatable Monday, but of these games, I could I could forgive a loss to the to the Spurs. Wednesday we play the Wizards again, uh-huh. a team in utter shambles. Yep. Um, Friday we play the Hornets, a must win, and Saturday we play the Heat. Yow, yow. 
So the Heat are in ninth place. They're chomping uh, at the bit to get in. Yep, they yep, are yep. nipping at our heels to yep. get in, which I think is what I meant to go for the first time. Okay. Um, we've got. I mean, those are those are huge yep. games. Yep. Three of our five games against teams we're in direct competition with. Yeah. What What do you think is going to happen here? I don't know. I mean, I told you I'd pick the under. Um, I, I, you know, the thing is, so I'll answer your question first. My, my answer is I'm really nervous about this. This could not have come at a worse time. Like we are playing super bad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. That's undeniable. Um, and these teams are not great, but like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm. I'm worried. I'm very, you know, I'm I'm hopeful but worried. Um, and I also think another key part of this stretch to mention is that after this stretch, uh, it gets horrible. Like after this stretch, then we go on that like 17 day, seven game road trip where we play exclusively playoff teams, uh-huh. and then like at, then we're getting into like the last 13 games of the year where we've talked about it's it's just a horror yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, no, it's an it's an uphill slog, and this, I mean, this week is going to be absolutely massive because it's the the prelude. To a horror show. Right. If we can put, if we can beat the 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 Hornets two times in yeah. a single week, uh, that is going to put us in such a better position yes. going into this thing. If we come out of this and say we're even, if, if even if we go three for five mm-hmm. and not four for five, which I yep. sort of feel like we have to, yeah, uh, I'm going to be extremely nervous. Yeah, like and and let alone. A totally for a conceivable thing where we go one for five or four, right. or, or, you know, two for five. Um, that's not out of the realm no. of possibility. No. There's nothing in our recent play suggesting that we are locks on any of these games, including against the Wizards, who yeah. can beat good teams. Bradley Beal can go off one night. They have a bunch of weird other pieces that occasionally have good games. Uh-huh. Portis is fine. Portis is there, right? Yeah. I forgot. Jabari Parker's there now? Yeah, yeah. That's Jabari right. Parker is there now. Yeah, um, he's bigger than our centers. <laughs> yeah, Jabari Parker destroyed us when the Bulls came to town recently. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, I think that it's it's um, easy to get overly cynical right now, um, and I think. Next time that we talk, next time that we're not not that we talk, but next time that we record the show, we will have a vastly clearer idea of what the Nets odds are going in get, to get in the playoffs. Agree, and I'll I'll close on this this moment of optimism, which is that if we manage to go five and zero, which is not impossible not, no, either, these not. are all pretty bad teams. Yes. Um, we will be in amazing shape because you got to assume any like I, I don't know I guess it's not fair to assume but like even a, an old pessimist like myself like that puts you at thirty five wins mm-hmm. if you're oh, five hundred in the East like you're you're a lock you got to assume yeah for, they, for a playoff spot um, I for, uh, I think it's five thirty eight though that mm-hmm. is projecting that the eighth eighth seed is going to be um, gotten with a thirty seven. Uh, 37 wins okay. in the East. So, like, 35 wins, 
you, you gotta imagine you could squeeze out like five wins, three wins, four wins. Like that, just you know, just uh, showing up. <coughs> right. If you have like uh, what is that, seventeen games? Oh yeah. Like you can squeeze it out. Right. No, um, no, no. Especially when the when the stakes are high, when right. you're playing for it. Right. There's definitely going to be teams that are taking it. Taking a night off, that right. are taking you very seriously, that are, you know are playing the whatever the Bucks the next night or right. the night before, right. and are exhausted. And, and players that are teams that have like their playoff position locked up and right. don't and will rest their players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I think I think this is a this is one of the most exciting weeks. Um, one of the most nerve wracking and anxiety inducing weeks. But uh, it'll be exciting to see what what our uh, beloved boys can manage to pull off. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, we've got these bets. I'll lock them in, write them down. Um, we can, you know, report back on at some point in the off season when yeah. we have nothing but fantasy to discuss, which is. You know, exciting as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, where can people find us, Simon? You got to find us at Maybe Next Time on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please send us your questions, thoughts, comments, beliefs, uh, to bets. bets. Send us your bets. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll take one of your bets. We'll take a bet. I'd sure. take a bet if you just offered a bet to us. Sure. Like, I mean, you know, I'm fine with losing. I mean, the stakes have to be relatively low. But... <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right, people. Uh, uh, at I just n- want engagement. Yeah, yeah. I want engagement, too, but I want to know that people know we're out there. Yeah. Um, Hello! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe next time at gmail.com. Also, rate... Review us and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, um, Spotify, and various other platforms. Yeah, we like them all. Yeah. Uh, All right. Thank you for listening, folks. We had a great time chatting. That's with you. At you. At you. For you. Sure. All right. uh, We'll go ahead and uh, see See ya next next time. I was tired of my lady. Together too long, like a worn out recording of a favorite song. So while she lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed, and in the personal columns, there was this letter I read.